The views and opinions expressed in this program do not reflect that of the IBW or Local 24. Mm. No regulations for those big companies. Let them do whatever they want. Because if they're rich, then you feel better. That's right. You can bask in their glow. Drive that Acura like it's a Benz. You've got a millionaire's fear. Woo! All 40 grand a year. You send your own job away. Then you cut your own fucking pay. You watch a rich man's news. You push a rich man's views. Oh, you hate the working stiff and his nasty union dues. You're listening to the Baltimore Labor Report with your hosts, Jack Powell and Mike Ayers. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, since our last podcast, some stuff has been going on with, of course, Amazon. They seem to can't, they can't stay out of the news, of course, um, especially when it comes to, to labor disputes. Um, something happened close by us in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, uh, yesterday. Today is St. Patrick's Day uh, that we're recording this, so it would have been the 16th. Um, in Upper Marlboro, they walked out demanding a $3 raise. Um, and it looks like they did it in a few other places along the East Coast. Uh, yeah, I think, I... It was, I think it was, uh, I know it was Queens, and I think there was somewhere else in New York. I'm not 100% sure. But I know, I know one of them was Queens. It says here, uh, Labor 411 did some reporting on it. Um, more than 60 workers across three Amazon delivery station states will walk out on Wednesday to demand a $3 raise and return to 20-minute breaks, according to one of the labor organizers leading the event. Um, yeah, they during COVID, they gave them an extra... They, they had 15-minute breaks, and then during COVID, they gave them 20-minute breaks for social distancing and whatever reasons they, they claimed. And then recently, they took that away. So now they're... Uh, they're trying to get that back. Gotcha. Um, so that's something that's going on. Uh, and, you know, this continue to see new videos of just union busting, um, like, practices with um, the mandatory uh, meetings. Somebody sent me something today. I, it looked like they were all sitting in a room and there was some people who were scheduled to be in this um mandatory meeting and others that weren't that were sitting in it and i guess the union busting person heading the the seminar was like if you're not scheduled to be here you need to leave or you're going to be disciplined and they're like this is a non-work area and i'm not clocked in like i want to hear what you have to say (laughs) it was great like the I was talking to somebody about this today. Now, it, the the scale of which Amazon is, it is difficult to union bust on the scale that they have, right? Yeah. I, 
they're because I'm sure like <laughs> I might I might blackball myself for saying this, but union busting is probably an art, you know, just as organizing both sides of it. Oh, it is. Uh, I mean, right. You watch those videos of those those union busting guys. You know, they come out and they write books about, you know, what have their tactics and everything they used to do. I mean, it it they have that fine tuned. They they know exactly what push, buttons to push and and what they can do and what they can how, say and what they can't do. To, how to intimidate people? Intimidate, manipulate. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. So, but I I have this thought that like the scale of which amazon has it's hard to 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 do it at like the scale that they, they are um and it's 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 getting easier and easier it seems like it's getting more and more in the news with the workers rights and workers understanding you know that that when these guys are saying a livable wage is you know terms to bring to your direct manager because that's that's union activity. I mean, the, I, I just like like to see these people stepping up and asking these questions, and they don't have the resources to push back on them, in my opinion. Now, well, I think I, I mean, I think what's happening is this isn't 10 years ago. This isn't 15 years ago. People are becoming aware of what rights they have in the workplace, and they're not they're not so easily intimidated as they were, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it too. The, the, the tactics that they used before aren't working anymore because education, uh, people are, you know, either whether they're, they're going out and, and searching that information out for themselves or they're being taught that information from active organizing drives. So whatever, however it's happening, it's good that the knowledge is there and they're not putting up with the bullshit, you know? Yeah, and and another point, like you know, you can't always have a union representing sitting next to you at all times when exactly. you're getting these mandatory meetings. So, the other thing that's changed is people recording what's going on here with their cell phones. You know, it's it, they're they're able to record the information and bring it back to like someone who is very educated on the matters of like say well what they're saying is complete bullshit and like they like they can't do anything to you um you, you know whatever the case may be yeah it's bringing that information back to someone who who does it for a living right and, and i think that's big I, I think that's you know that's a tool that we didn't have in our pocket literally in our pocket 20 years ago so it's the it's the education part of it i think i think more people they're being aware. I mean, union, the word union isn't a dirty word anymore. You know, you're seeing it more and more in the news. You're seeing it. Well, I mean, and maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's just the channels yeah. that are getting flooded to, towards me. But I mean, I'm seeing That's every, I'm seeing every about, day, like... it, it, you know, teachers are organizing, teamsters are organizing, people are going out on strike. Maybe that's just uh, flooded towards me because that those are my interests. But I mean, I'm seeing it every day. It, it's not like 10 years ago, five years ago, where you didn't hear people going out on strike. You didn't see people trying to organize their workplaces. I haven't been as part, like I would say, uh, as informed um, about the labor movement as maybe you have for the amount of time. But I, I'd say I've really started paying attention, like really 
really trying to pay attention the past year past two years something mm-hmm. like that and and it seems like there's an uptick like there's there's a lot of conversations even if it is a bubble that i tend to consume information or news from like you know these lab- labor organizations um like labor 411 uh, more perfect union labor notes um there's a lot of great publications to follow this information and really what we're doing is just vocalizing it here um yeah which it, it's good we'll try to be the aggregate ourselves for whoever is the listener here but it seems like there's a lot more of it there's more reporting uh i mean i follow jonah Furman. he's a a staffer at labor notes which is a great publication um he does a a sub stack called who gets the bird and you know a year ago it wasn't very long i mean maybe like you know a page two pages and now it's now it's a couple pages i i don't he's having trouble keeping up with it you know one person doing it and if you're interested in what's going on, you know, he does a great job. I can't plug Jonah enough for the Who Gets the Bird um, Substack. You can subscribe to it and it'll drop right in your uh, inbox and in your email. He does it weekly. Um, he does strikes and negotiations, um, politics and legislation. He, he does tend to do a lot of reporting on internal union politics also, which is which is pretty cool. Um, new organizing and what I do is I just go through and I control F and I just type in like Maryland that's or or Baltimore Maryland and see what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, the one from the past week is something we've already talked about with the machinist union backing the legislation in Hartford County for the librarians Um, I know we touched on that last episode about the Baltimore County public library workers Um, but yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's good. But just to close out the Amazon thing, I'm sure there's no doubt this isn't the last time we're gonna fuck have a fucking Amazon update um, right. because like, you you can't employ. They have more employees than Walmart at this point. Um, it, I don't even know the statistic. I know they employ like an insane amount of people. Um, so it's good to see them standing up yeah i mean i think this is cool i mean especially so close to us you know what i mean yeah the 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 walkout one of the walkouts was in upper Marlboro, maryland which is like 30 minutes from me um yeah it's it's like i guess what northern dc area yeah yeah. area yep it's like northeast of uh dc um but i i mean it's cool i mean then the night shift I mean, like the quote was, you know, we shut the belts off. You know, it's <laughs> being in the conveyor belts. You know, they turned them off. They walked out. Hopefully, that sparked some interest in in other Amazons. Well, it, I mean, it seems like it has been. And to be honest, like, it doesn't even seem like this isn't necessarily like, um, like a. A union drive, right? They're not petitioning to file. They're not. No, know, this. Yeah, this is just. We they did a walkout. They did a walkout for, a walk out for, for, for money. Hour. Yeah, they're they're on strike for money. 
so i i'm interested to see what develops into that um we'll definitely you know update next week when we do the podcast i almost called it the pod <laughs> you know talking in shorthand on on the air here the pod <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm sure, you know, there's no way that we're not going to talk about that again. And now it's like even more relevant since it's so close to us. And yeah. I guarantee you there's a, there, wherever you are, there's an Amazon close to you. <laughs> so. That's the thing. You can, you can throw a stone <laughs> and hit an Amazon. Yeah. So, I mean, I've spent half my career working in Amazons, you know, like a, a, a lot of time. Um, I've I built a couple in the last couple of years. I, I, I mean, yeah. All right, so I got some more uh, news. Let's uh, let's go after this one is a, a little different. Um, let's talk about this article I came across on the Google contractor tells employees they could lose work by unionizing. <laughs> now, this has been going on for a while. I think one of the contractors that's installing the Google fiber networks in the mid east is at Kansas city. Um, and it's a small group of them. It looks like uh, 12 Google fiber workers in Kansas city began voting last week on whether to join alphabet workers union, um, a branch of communication workers of America, the CWA, which represents all types of workers, including employees, contractors, temps, vendors, alphabet, and Google's parent company. Um, so I, from my understanding, the the Alphabet Workers Union, it's a opt-in type of union, um, and they're not necessarily going for collective bargaining rights as of yet that I've that I've read. I think it's just initially. I think from what I read previously, what sparked the Alphabet Workers Union was. Um, unsafe practices like they had some uh like sexual harassment in the workplace um so they went towards the the this this union to try to help get protections uh or hold people accountable um for some of these actions because you know at, at a big tech firm if someone's accused of something they'll just move them to another department you know right. there's a lot of stuff st- like you could read about that um so th- this is interesting because an audio tape leaked of um the speaker at a google uh at, at one of these i guess it was an event um in pittsburgh came to them and saying you know you're gonna lose this Google contract, if you guys unionize, um, I, I, I think I can play it for us if you're interested. Let's, uh, let yeah, me, let's take a listen. Yeah, sure. You sent me this earlier. I haven't had a chance to, to listen to it. So is that fair? So in other words, if someone, if, if, if let's say this, how many, how many of you one day, maybe I, I, I consider myself an entrepreneur, right? So it's like to run, like to be involved in business. How many of you have ever thought about wanting to have your own business one day? Possibility? Okay, so you have your own business. Um, what kind of what, what kind of profit margin would you like to have in your business? Yeah, first, I, I gotta stop for a second. This guy's going down a, a great path here already. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be like, I, I haven't actually listened to it. I've read a little bit of the transcript, but like, 
it's gonna be like boohoo i'm the business owner like you know uh, right thing. poor I, me I, poor me and like have business owners have rights to and, and you know like we're entitled to pay people the least amount we can because you know look i, I want to push profits you know uh, i need to buy another yacht <laughs> yeah yeah all right let's, let's see what see what he has to say I, Depends on what kind of service we're providing. Okay, but uh, just as an example, what, what would what would pique your interest to say? If, at least if I had that margin, it'd be worthwhile me going into. Anything? That's again going to very well. Sure, right, sure. See where you're going. So, so as an example, you know, people want to have their. So everybody's got business interests. So one side's interests. You have to make sure you're you're trying to see how much your interests can align, correct? Because the one thing that will happen in your particular business. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Marco, because you're the, you're kind of the business guy on this. You're a you're a, a third-party service provider, correct? Yeah. So, so you have so you have a so your company has a contract with Google. So Google pays you a certain amount to mm -hmm. do the services for the year. Is that correct? Yes. So whatever that let's just say let's just say that's ten dollars. Sure. Okay. So, Google contract for the year is ten dollars. We have, and we'll try to keep it as simple as possible. We have 10 people, so we can now afford to pay each person a dollar, correct? Sure. That math work for you? Sure. Now, we'll make you the supervisor for it. Hold on, hold on. I feel like there's uh, some some Marxist surplus labor stuff in here. Like You think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it's so, you know, the labor's creating uh, all it, <laughs> whatever the saying is. Okay, so the contract's for $10, and you have 10 workers, they all get paid a dollar? That sounds great, right? <laughs> all right, let's, now let's let's hear, make the case for the supervisors, I, I presume. For a second. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me go back. Supervisor for a second. <laughs> Correct? Sure. That math work for you? Sure. Now. We'll make you the supervisor for a second. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Is that funny? So now, so now, the only restriction I'm going to put on you as a supervisor is you've got ten dollars. Other than that, you can do whatever you want. So now, because that's all that Google's going to give you for this year. Okay. So now, the staff comes to you and asks you for a raise. Can you give it to him? What's your thought? Yes or no? Uh, so there's a bunch of other variables at play, a lot like of variable, right? like 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 the other yeah, company giving another if, vendor fifteen dollars, or say they give them ten dollars, and then they have a set of employees that makes you know way more than we do, there which is a situation in, that is happening right now. There are differences in those, though. You know that because we're vendors. Essentially, meaning that you know BDS runs the business. We manage the employees. Mm -hmm. When you look at the other teams, they're temps. Uh, they can be let go at any right. time. They they don't and they don't have a lot of the benefits that you guys do have, like with regards to paid time off, like health benefits. But they like do. That. If they do. It's it's vastly more expensive, and they can like I said, they can be here on a Monday and be let go on a Wednesday. That's not how it works with our contract. But if a job, if someone's going into a business and they know the market value of what they need to pay certain people and they're not meeting that market value that's set there, 
Right. Not only you that. can't expect to have those people if the market value isn't met. Not only the, that. Yeah, this but, argument kind of goes yeah. doesn't go in your favor. Yeah, I would, I would, and I would suggest this, what I don't want, and I don't want to insult anyone because I'm not trying to infer anyone's value or anyone's worth. I'm just trying to. Wait, wait, you're not. <laughs> you, you that isn't that literally exactly the path you're going down? Like it's exactly the path he went down. <laughs> like, all right, now flip side, you're the supervisor. What are the people's worth? Right. <laughs> Like I like how the, the, my favorite thing about all this shit is like they they they're like let's do a hypothetical scenario. Say you're a supervisor, or say yeah. I'm a super like asshole. We don't have to hypothetical here. This is literally what you're doing. Like, what are you like trying to put me in your shoes to like so like I'm sympathetic for you like because you have to make the decision on how to pay these people. Like, I, I, and when they give these hypothetical budgets, it's like ten dollars. You have ten dollars, and you have ten employees. Okay, well, that's not how the budget works. You know, you don't you don't cut your budget that close like that. Well, okay, the, well, let's say like the budget is like a million dollars. Just put zeros behind it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's probably really what it is. And then <laughs> those workers see. You know, you have a $10 million. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you have a $10 million contract to install these fiber lines and do pretty complicated work. I mean, we've worked with fiber before. It's not easy work. Right. And to to then be like, oh, we're paying you $25 an hour. Like, this argument completely falls apart. Like, right. I, I'm intrigued, though. I want to see where this goes because, I, I you know, these workers are... I, I like hearing what they have to say. They're, they're, yeah, I think they're, they're doing a good good job defending themselves. Yeah. Into a business math problem. Yeah. So are right. we. Yeah, so, so are we. we. That's so, why so, we're here. Yeah. So, so so and so and, and understanding that other people tie in to this, right? If you were, in other words, like the the thing, if, if you were totally independent of this and you could determine and set your own rates, that's one thing. You're being driven by by a contract value that someone else has established for you. That's all. Not so good, by people. the way, it's not good or bad. Right. It's just it's just the business model for this particular business. So, there's the, I think there there are some things. Must have been some sensitive information. I think are 100 accurate. I think there are a couple of things that let's just say someone else would look at it and, and maybe draw a different conclusion. And so the only the the one thing I would like to leave you with is. In, a, in the world of what we'll call third-party vendors. So Google decides how much they want to pay, or whoever. They, they want to pay X. Again, I'm going to go back to that, because that's a very important point. Now, if you can get them to pay more than X, you can do more than X. Is that fair? All right, so, but if they decide they're only going to do X, then the other part of this deal, because everybody has rights, your company can decide it's no longer a value proposition for them to work in there. Correct. Right? And they could say, we're not going to do Google Fiber anymore. Right. Are, so are, are you, you willing to... It, isn't this like <clears throat> the like overarching argument for unions in general? Like, I mean, when like in construction, you know, the workers are paid more and 
when you bid a job, it's important to know that this is a union contractor bidding on this job. There's legislation that we want passed called prevailing wage legislation that they take a prevailing wage in the area, say, for a drywaller. Say the prevailing wage, prevailing wage basically means whoever's making the most in that field, right? The wage that prevails. Then if it's like a state job, they put they put a PLA or a prevailing wage on it. And then the non-union contractors are required if they bid that job to pay those workers the prevailing wage, right? And what what it does is it prevents you know, someone from down south, like, you know, say Alabama, where the, the wages are very low, the cost of living is much lower than ours. The out of town contractor can bid that job, say, hey, we're going to travel to Baltimore. You guys are going to get a pay raise. Um, you know, and if it wasn't, a, I guess my point is like, if it wasn't a PLA, then all that money between what those people are used to getting paid and what the jobs bid for they can pocket right With and the they PLA, usually do and they usually do right but what this guy is describing is like the argument like he's saying like you guys want more money we're cutting all our profit out and then we're just not going to bid that work anymore right like and uh, it, it, are you is that where you're at with this i mean yeah i mean it's he's going about it like a in a long-winded way and yeah, convoluted way trying to confuse them right that's that's what i got out of it he's he's trying to throw like these weird scenarios in there to to kind of trip them up it sounds like, like i'm not Google really wants- i'm not really following his his thought pattern of like where wh- why he's going down this route well, you know, I'll tell you what, there's there's a couple minutes left. Let's because it's it's it, like it's almost it. yeah. I mean, it's almost like he's he doesn't really understand what he's trying to convey. He's trying to convey. He's trying to intimidate them, saying if you guys band yeah, but together, he's doing it poorly. Right. Well, like to our ears, he is because like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah, maybe yeah. Let, let's let's finish it up. So working there. Correct. Right, and they could say we're not going to do Google Fiber anymore. Right. As an are, so, are, are you, you willing to put that in writing? Yeah. Are you saying that we're not that if we unionize, we're going to close? No, not at all. It sounds no, like you're insinuating. Sure yeah. Like no, 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 no. See, I don't know how. I don't know how you heard that. <laughs> right. Well, we're I, I heard it. I, I, I heard it. Yeah. I, yeah. If we unionize, like, like I said, we'll still be working together. BES will continue to employ you. And we'll continue to, to work for Google Fiber. At the end of the day, like, like you, you guys know, in terms of having the negotiation, if, if X is not achievable, they're like, again, we're on an annual contract. Right. We yeah. call them negotiations for a reason. And, and I understand, I understand. <laughs> we are on an annual contract. So it's perfectly within the right of the client, not BDS, to say, well, we're going to go look for another vendor. Or we're going to keep you. Same with everyone here. Absolutely. They could do that at any time anyway. Right. Like, of course. You think that if they... Why would Google give a shit? They already gave you the money. 
Like the the BDS got the contract and Google agreed him to pay the money. If there were unionized, well, BDS I'm does sure, with that money. Google doesn't care, right? And I'm sure if they were unionized, Google would be hopping up and down to be able to put it on a shelf, saying, "Look, we support unionized workers. Look at us, like we're doing the right thing." Like they trust me. Any chance they get, they will they will go down that path of telling everybody how good of a company they are. Look at their like diversity goals. Look, I'm not saying those are bad things, but they definitely put those out like that that is advertising for them. Yeah. Now, maybe not so much with unions because of the issue, but they they pay like if you're a Google employee, you're getting paid a shit ton of money. I mean, uh, it, it I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous argument. But let, let, all right, so got one one minute left. I'll try I'll try not to interrupt, but I'm, it's it's very <laughs> difficult to situation in terms of we we are a contracted vendor so like you know i nothing's guaranteed for me like like we all are working for google fiber as long as there's a google fiber program on mbds to work for yeah did you Nobody's know they're gonna lose their job because they joined you understand that google fiber works with both union and non-union suppliers right so Absolutely. across the board but it doesn't you know I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that like I said it is a possibility I'm not saying that that's going to happen I'm just letting you know regardless of what you end up voting you will still be a BDS employee working on the Google Fiber program as long as we have a I am program. legally right. bound to say this but it but is illegal to he, he threw in there as, as long as we have a contract yeah, right 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 Actually, that wasn't okay. a threat. If you perceive that as a threat, I, I'm just making sure you're aware. No, and I and I understand that. that what I just said is an actual fact. That that's not a, that's not a threat. I didn't say anybody was going to lose their job. I'm not saying that. Uh, that that that's the end of the the sound clip, man. I it, it is so fascinating to me to watch these these people these like business and i and i'm quoting here i'm putting my little quote fingers up these these like contractors business owners like let's try to tiptoe along the line of being like come on guys like you don't really want this do you like all this bad stuff could happen and they're like wait what are you trying to say and he's like no 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 i'm not trying to say anything uh, uh you, you, you know like it, well, yeah, they, they try to backpedal. I, 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 no, 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 no. You, you trust me. Like you still have a job, but like, uh, like it just might. Like, but, but we're bound to like amount of money that they agreed to have, and now you guys are trying to form a union, probably negotiate for more money. That's gonna really cut into my profit. I just bought this two million dollar house, and I've got a five thousand dollar mortgage on it, and and, and like. I might have to downgrade to a slightly bigger house than you're able to afford, but like, I, I don't want to be down there with you, you know. Like, I have to sell my Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just put the down payment on the yacht. Look, I, but you'll still have a job, you know. It, it's if just, we still have a contract with Google it, Fiber. What? Why? Like, why would they care? I mean. So customers put like John Hopkins University, they have like clauses when you 
work at those places to um, employ people within city limits, right? Like if like in a customer's eyes, like the unionized workforce is a better workforce. Like it it is, you know, because you're going to say things like livable wage, you know, like this BDS contractor is just the middleman between them and Google, right? Like it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it seems like, I don't know, at least what I got from it, from what what one of the the employees was saying was their other vendors are getting, if they're getting $10, other vendors are getting $15, you know? So that's that's probably what happened. You know, Uh, they they probably saw what, what it sounded like the employees were getting at the market value of what this work is was higher what they were getting paid. And they were like, well, we're just going to unionize and then negotiate as a team because it's just 12 of them and they're they're capable people i mean well that's that's kind of like what amelia and madison were saying from micah about when they did that that study that micah conducted about the the um market value and it came back that everybody was getting paid below market value (laughs) right 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 (laughs) yeah yeah like bananas like and then like they'll be like oh we're gonna get to your raise but uh just to let you know we're, we're bringing in someone at that market value right. you know, it's a it's a tight labor market right now and uh we you need help right and this guy's not gonna do it for what you're getting paid for sure like <laughs> but i love how they never touch on a pot like a touch upon when they're doing these like these scenarios where you have ten dollars and you have ten employees they never they never he, he they never talk up. about what the profit is that the company's getting they're never talking about what the the salary that the ceo is getting and the the upper echelon and look like those things are okay to talk about like they should be like you would you would get so much further in this meeting with these guys who are obviously educated about what they're doing like in the work it sounds like i well i can't speak on their work but like when it comes to dealing with this meeting this man like mandatory meeting it sounds like and yeah they came prepared yeah they came prepared right and like they know what's going on and for them to like try to dumb it down with like you know this contract's for ten dollars you have ten workers you're all going to get a dollar who wouldn't be like yeah that sounds fair to me like why would you even say that like why wouldn't they just go like okay but that's not how business works right but like they they try to dump they try to simplify it to the lowest to to i I don't know what i'm trying to say here they they try to dumb it down so much to make it seem like oh it's just it's just this easy it's you have ten dollars you have ten employees i mean that's the ultimate goal isn't it that's what we want if the contract is for ten dollars we want the workers to get an equal part of that money that's the surplus value that's but that's not how this company operates and they know that and they're just trying to dumb this down and make it simplified and say well this you know we get x amount of dollars and if all the employees there's no money for a raise that's not what's going on here because in that logic it's like okay so let's use some real world numbers say the contract is for a million dollars yeah the workers should get equally divided up from that million dollars 
I'm sure the workers would be a lot happier from going from $47,000 a year to $100,000 a year. And the company knows that and they try to dumb it down and they try to say, oh, it's just this simple. It's, you know, you have $10. It's bullshit. Right, right. To go down that path of being like, the contracts are $10, there's 10 workers, you all get a dollar. Like, no, like uh, any sane person would be like, no, there's more to it than that. You know and that's what, what I mean? they and that's what they did say. They you right. know they, they did come in and chime in and say, well that's you know there's other variables at play, you know that's not how that works. Well and good yeah. for them, you know at least they came in prepared and not taking their bullshit. Yeah right yeah for sure and and like man that that was uh that got me fired up Mike. <laughs> yeah, like man, I like when we listen to these like union busting videos, and I get to like pause it and be like, "Wait, this sounds like <laughs> bullshit." And then like I'm literally sitting over here like cheering when I hear them with like a snarky remark back to like some guys doing a mediocre job trying to convince people that they shouldn't get paid what they get paid. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. So my question is, who was the guy? Was the guy giving the presentation? Was he from? the bds or whatever it was or was he from a like a did they hire a, a a firm to come in and and uh give like this anti-union spiel because if they did how much did they fucking pay for that right it sounded like there was two guys and it sounded like now i this is like completely hypothetical but if i was to guess it sounded like the one guy with the like ten dollars, ten workers, dollar a worker guy was like hired, and then like you you heard the other guy being like, "You guys aren't getting fired, okay?" Like that guy. Yeah, that, like, that's what I took it at. I took it as yeah. one, like the one guy. I think they, I think he called, it's called him Marco or something. Yeah. Uh, I he, I think he was like maybe like the supervisor or like the the manager. Yeah. But I, I don't know who this other guy was. I, I can't find any information about if he was from like a, a firm, like an anti-union firm. But where does that fit into your fucking ten dollars? <laughs> yeah. And they have to pay me to come in here to try to convince you to take, you know, twenty cents out of this ten dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But that, no, that I, I I'm excited to see where that happened. What happens with that? You know, uh, the Google fiber workers in Kansas City, um, and I think that would be a big win for the Alphabet Workers Union. Um, I'm glad to see that they're like diversifying a little bit as far as the representation because this sounds like it's going to really have some weight financially. You know, with collective bargaining and negotiations. I like that guy's snarky remark. Yeah, that's why they're called negotiations. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, dude, I respect the, the the hell out of people that like will, will will speak up like that, man. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I you need more of that. Like, um, in, in the sense of like these guys are are fighting for a union. You know, these guys and girls. I, I I'm not sure what the gender breakdown is, but like you can tell they're passionate and they have the right tools and information and these guys try to like you know fuck bring this propaganda in and, and you know get them all spun around with these stupid analogies and like they're standing strong and i i, I respect that I, yeah they're holding the ground it's it's really cool to see i'm really i will we'll definitely if i when i come across more of that information we'll do an update on that 
Yeah. Um, the big news that's dominating the like the labor stuff right now is Starbucks. Um, Amazon and Starbucks can't Amazon get rid of them. No. Well, uh, Starbucks is, I would say, a little bit more on the positive side. Um, is it though? Well, not well. Positive as in locations have filed for petitioning for unions. Oh yeah, you know, you know, not, not, all, not I'm not saying r- right. Like they they're doing like the amount of logistical legwork that has been done with the Starbucks union workers, Starbucks workers union. I'm sorry. It's been incredible, man. Like it's it, like labor nodes. I just got my for like uh, my uh, newspaper from Labor Nodes. It's the front page article in these times. It's the front mm-hmm. page article, like cover page, like Starbucks. Like a fire has been lit under this company, and I, I think you've got some information. I, I don't well, know much, as much about this as I think that you've looked up. Well, um, I, I I just found out yesterday that they kind of like pushed the the old ceo into like retirement uh kevin johnson and they're bringing back howard schultz he is i guess he's like kind of started starbucks he merged a a a union coffee company and a and a uh, non-union coffee company and he worked day and night to try to and, and successfully got them to um disband their union so like i i haven't read much about it so he just got put in the ceo place and they're like oh this other guy's retired and this guy's yeah he's kind of he's not officially back as the ceo he's kind of taken like an interim ceo kind of position i guess until they can find somebody else but it just seems awful convenient you know they're having uh, a big union drive go on and then they bring back the the ultimate union buster he's been like since the 80s he has been like thorn in the side of labor man i know he like was the ceo at one point of starbucks yeah and, i mean uh, he was up until 2018. he was the one remember when we were talking before about starbucks and i said you know like iww was trying to organize them years ago he was the one to put, like squash that effort, and then um, he actually, when Buffalo was organizing, they brought him in up to Buffalo to try to squash that. Fuck him. <laughs> I think it was like, I want to say, it was like early two thousands when they tried to organize before, maybe like two thousand and five. 2004 somewhere around there every every union busting tactic that you can think of under the sun he used on them i can't find anything about it or schultz oh here we go i think here you go in his 1999 memoir pour your heart into it how starbucks built the company one cup at a time directly addresses this disdain towards unionization I was convinced that under my leadership, employees would come to realize that I would listen to their concerns. If they had faith in me and my motives, they wouldn't need a union. Yeah. You don't need to like band together and. No, just come talk to me. My door is always open. We're one big family. 
Okay, on his Wikipedia, Schultz is a vocal supporter of the free market, but has spoken against unionization by employees within his company. In 2020, he described the treatment of business and capitalism by the American society society as, quote, vilification. <laughs> During the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, advocated for fiscal stimulus to small business harmed by the crisis, Schultz described the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act as insufficient and criticized the act's Paycheck Protection Plan for being a temporary solution. And on April 21st, he called for federal government to institute a Marshall Plan for Small Business in form of uh, federally backed loans. I don't know what that has to do with... Uh, this is under the business section because I searched unionization. And that was what came up. And he here's was... A, here's a quote from him. This is... Although I did not plan to return to Starbucks, I know the company must transform once again to meet a new and exciting future where all of our stakeholders mutually flourish. Mr. Schultz said. Yeah, right, right. Not <laughs> how, like, how dense do you have to be? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, there was this. I listened to a live uh, stream when the Kellogg's workers were on strike, and the, I think it, I don't know, remember it was the national the. It was somebody high up in the BGDCM local, the Baker's Confectionist Tobacco Workers Union, whatever that. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. But the, it, besides the point, the, the gentleman said like something so profound to me. He was like, so much nowadays people have investments in 401ks, annuity plans, you know, uh, money in the market. And I mean, and if they're they will send their neighbor's job away to get three points on their retirement plans or their money in the stock market and like they don't care about that stuff like right. if if that guy lose if your neighbor loses his job like it's good for my portfolio and like right. people are like it was it struck me like it, you know we have retirement plans and you watch them go up and you go down and they go up and they go down it's just nature of the market right and you can put choose from seven different options to what you put your retirement money into what kind of you know safer more you know different plans basically but it is so tied to that you know like so many people i believe think that like they're so hyper focused on their individuality of that that plan that their neighbor could lose that job and they wouldn't I, i'm not saying they wouldn't care but yeah. it, in this day and age they probably wouldn't right but like i think it brings it around to like that class class consciousness thing like you have to think about your neighbor, you know, your community, your fellow workers, what's good for one's good for all, an injury to one's an injury to all, you know, you get, those are good thoughts to have, I think, or at least to, to reconcile with. And, and, yeah. And I mean, like we were talking 
earlier today. I guess it all started it started with the Schultz thing of like, yeah, I gotta come back. Shareholders are getting fucked right now. You right. know what I mean? Like right. and it's uh, we we are the shareholders in sense, you know what I mean? Like it, your your retirement plan can be part of the shareholder, but like I don't want if I have to lose a dollar in my retirement, I would rather have Starbucks workers have a fair election and unionization if that's what they want. I guess that was the point I was trying to get to in a long yeah. about way. Yeah, well, I mean, and that, that's they they have they have all this tied up with the retirement plans and and pensions and all that stuff now. It's that's what people focus on now. Like you said before, they don't care about workers in general. They just care about that stock portfolio. Right. Majority people, not everybody, but I'm just I'm painting a broad stroke here with a brush but right and that's to say that's the way it's set up because who doesn't want to secure their financial future for retirement right Right. like you are are you willing to sacrifice your retirement so you know uh, a starbucks worker can paid no it's pennies on the dollar you know what i mean how about how about but howard schultz not take as much money in compensation as he does you know what i mean like yeah that's probably in the shareholders best interest not having a you know what i mean like no exactly know what you mean yeah i mean but that's why they did away with that's what well that's why they're trying to get away from pensions in general because pensions were used to be tied up with the, the the business and you know the company and it was it wasn't in the the market you know like it is today you know, so go ahead. What were you going to say? Our, our business manager sent me um, a, a recommendation on Netflix. It's called Explained. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. Um, it's, it's I know we talked about it off air. Yeah, it's by Vox Media. It's on Netflix Explained. And the episode, uh, it's the series Money. And one of the episodes is Retirement. And it does a wonderful job of breaking down like the way things used to be and the way things are you know like pensions used to be all over the place you know we're we're one of the lucky few that have a pension still um back in the day most companies had it and i think it was the 80s they started shifting to 401ks right and what that did is that took the responsibility from the business and put it on the employee I, I we could go I, we could go down this rabbit hole of retirement plans, man. Because I've got some opinions, but maybe we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do really want to elaborate on that. That though, maybe we could play some clips and, and shit from that. But um, yeah, I I think we should. Yeah, yeah, because I I almost just dove in headfirst on that topic. Um, but uh, as far as news goes, uh, uh is there anything else going on um i know we did amazon we've talked a little bit about the google stuff the google fiber workers starbucks um we haven't had much updates what's going on with micah i know they they filed um Uh, they they filed and uh i just saw something today that they posted they were having uh an issue where let's see uh, they go say, since we filed, Micah has posted an incorrect notice of petition about our bargaining union. Uh, 
um, claiming we were only seeking to represent full-time staff when we filed for both full and part-time staff. We urge them to post the correction, and as today, the notice of, of petition you see around campus should be corrected. So it looks like they were having some issues where they're trying to screw them with the bargaining unit and, you know, who's included in that bargaining unit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they said they had a, a, a plan B and a plan C for that. So, yeah, they seem well prepared. And they're um, also holding mandatory meetings. Captive audience meetings. About That's the a unions. word I was looking for. Yeah, about the unions with the supervisors. So. You know, they go on to say, we know they use these meetings to spread misinformation. So please come to our Instagram and uh, the frequency, frequently asked questions and union myth busting. And um, yeah, so, you know, they, they're looking for support. So please go to their Instagram page and, and follow them and, and support them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, it was really great talking with them. Um, look forward to getting an update of what goes on with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much in other news. The Walters uh, in the art space in Baltimore, the Walters are still fighting tooth and nail, it sounds like, with yeah. their management. And there was some interesting stuff that happened over at the, the Baltimore Museum of Art. It looks like who uh, was running the BMA stepped down. Um, it, well, not stepped down, but looks like they're going into other avenues um, at another art museum. So I won't say that, you know, it's qu- coincidence, but it's, uh, it's who they've been dealing with. So that did happen. Yeah. Um, but as far as what's going on in Baltimore, that's, uh, I think, the updates that I, I know of. And if, look, if someone knows something that we don't about some unionization effort, you know, feel free to go to our website. We have an email. Um, yeah, you can email us through the through the Facebook page or um, Baltimore Labor Report at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, whatever way you can find us, just contact us. Let us go on if you want to speak with us. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Is that, is that, I think we got to Yeah, that's all. That's the only updates I have too. So right. I know you wanted to talk about some. Uh, labor nerd stuff organizing stuff that you want to talk about yeah um i recently did some workshops with uh the publication labor notes um, well, they're such a great resource for anybody in that's interested in the labor movement it's uh it's it, it was cool it, they they do these monthly workshops uh organizer workshops um where they do training out of their book, the organizing fundamentals, um, or how to how to become an organizer, and it's really just fundamental stuff. But the the really cool thing about this, and if anyone has, if you're interested in getting into organizing, I know that the DSA does some organizer training. Um, I've done some of that. I, I really, for me personally, I really enjoy the labor notes one. Well, um, let me ask you this, because you, you say if you want to get into organizing, you know, we've always talked about, you know, off air during the day or whatever. We, we're kind of the, of the same mind that every worker should be an organizer. Now, is this is this geared towards more like you're going to be like a, an organizer for a union or is this geared towards 
uh, maybe both where, you know, this is just how, you know, talk to other people, talk to other workers. Cause I haven't uh, taken any of these seminars or, or, or online training things. With so they're, they're really broad. Um, it's not, it, it, it definitely, it's about recognizing, um, things in the workplace. Um, like one of the exercises we did was they they gave us five panels of five different hotel workers um uh latino women and they all said different things they had like little blurbs next to them it's like you know i i'm not really with the young people but if like the scenario is you talk to these five women about organizing and as and you go through and read what they say and then you try to rank who would be the best to try to lead a movement like identifying Ooh. leaders in the workplace okay um and so that's cool like in itself but what i find the the most um like intriguing thing to me or like i on like the verge of sounding like corny like transformative experience like being in this like video chat room the way they do it so uh, let me start from the beginning they will do um like a big open meeting with like how many people join i've been one with like 120 and i've been in one with 30 they have like a keynote speaker the the speaker will, will will talk go over some main points they want to and then they do these things called breakout rooms where they click a button and you get dumped into another video chat room with five random people from locals around the United States. And like, it is just so cool to talk with a teacher, a train conductor, a teamster, and then like me, an IBW electrician from Baltimore. There, there was people from the Midwest and like, we took time to do this training and then to work together with complete strangers on this, like it is, it's so cool to be able to like be free of any like judgment of like um, your own organization, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Not saying that I would feel that, but you can really like brainstorm and then just get, you go back to the room, to the main room. And one of the cool things they, they do is they say, I don't want you like, all right, we want to hear the ideas your room came up with. Stipulation, though, um, you can't use your own idea. You have to tell us another idea you heard from someone else that you really thought was good. And it just exercises your brain in like such a different way that you're used to. You know what I mean? Like this inherent, like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm speaking for someone else that I heard was a great idea. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a, that's really cool. That's, that's a cool concept. It, it, it is. I can't recommend it enough. And like it, um, and you know, obviously some are better than others and like, but when you put the time in, it, it's like they do it monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a lot of different workshops and stuff. Um, but the organizing one's good. Um, like just the structure of it. I, I, I really find fascinating. And then like, I, it's funny because I'll get into, I'll go into a breakout room and I'll, when I first did it, I was just like, there's five other people and I'm like, what union are you part of? And they would tell me and I'd be like, how many members do you have? (laughs) 
and, and like at, at one point like i just was going down this path and like i'm so curious you're from chicago and you you're in a transit union there's nine thousand members and then like someone like hit me up was like all right let's try to stay on topic here and like get through this i'm like all right yeah yeah no no, no you're, you're completely right like <laughs> i was just so fast like wow that's cool and <laughs> it's overwhelming sometimes it, it is and like you know obviously zoom sucks and like you know video chat like everyone was railing against it for like the children but like i get all that and like the social interaction is something that you know it, it it's a valuable tool um that i be the electoral worker just wrote an article about it right like i mean this but this is the future though it, right but like it serves a purpose um right. and, and like if it's able to close the distance between me and anyone in the United States to talk about organizing tactics. Um, I think it's pretty useful, right? Like, right. When, when are you going to get a chance to sit in a room with a guy from Chicago or a lady from Chicago and, and do organizing training? Or, or just like uh, we do this podcast virtually. Everyone is right. so like uh, dumbfounded by the fact that like, where do you guys do that at? And um, we do it virtually. Like Mike said, his house. I'm at my house right now, and you would never know. Like the quality is good. Yeah. Uh, we have so like there's value in some of these technologies, and like the way that they put them to work um, with the labor notes trainings. I I I highly recommend if anyone's curious about it, give it a try. Um, yeah, if you it, are interested in it, it's labornotes.org. And there, go to the events tab, and it should be all listed under the events tabs. They do a lot of different ones. Um, say you're in another local, um, or, or say you, you're not happy with like your leadership in your local, or, or, or you want to run for a specific type of office. They do like how to run for union office um, training. They, they do like a diverse portfolio of different trade they do a lot of shop store training too yeah um which was like we went down a path of shop store training and one of the ones i did which i'm not a shop steward i haven't i've not i've never been trained to be a shop steward i i understand you know, a lot of your responsibilities um and i'm yeah. sure they're industry specific but the term yeah. shop steward is very common within unions right like i'm trained I'm trained to the IBW as a shop steward or as a job mm -hmm. steward. Um, but I do have three shop steward labor notes books that I reference mm -hmm. all the time on the job. So the cool thing is when they do it, you're able to like go into these scenarios and like, you know, the breakout rooms are just it, it's really wild to be just like thrown in a room with five random people and you got nothing to lose except like trying to get something out of it so like obviously because i have we have a podcast i like to talk so like <laughs> uh, of course i'm like what's up guys yeah let's try to figure this out <laughs> so but no, it was made it, for you, man. It was uh, made yeah, for you. yeah. Uh, but it, it is cool. I, well, they I, do, they do have one coming up in April. Mm -hmm. Secrets of a successful organizer April workshop. 
So that's um, the same. Like I, I believe they do it monthly. Yeah. Um, and then do... they have the stewards workshop. But yeah, these are some of the the topics that they cover with their, you know, um, another stewards workshop when just cause. And then they have. Um, well, I, th- I think the secret successful organizer, like you said, is a monthly thing. Right. So they they do a lot workshop running for office. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean there's tons of stuff here you know check out the page labornotes.org go to the events tab just and scroll is, down I, and it's safe to say if you're taking time out of your day to listen to an hour of me and mike talk about labor news and and, and labor in general that this might be something that interests you um it definitely piqued my curiosity and, and i know there's a lot of organizations that do this type of training um emergency work place organization i think that's spawned from the dsa i know there's some stuff in baltimore with the dsa that do some organizer training um and not saying anything bad about them but i just really found the value in and a lot of these just because it was so cool and that's probably like the 15th time i've said it. it's so cool but the common thread is like we are organized labor in this um in these rooms it and like the industry didn't matter like mm-hmm. I, it was fascinating to some people to talk to me because they were like one of the topics we talked about was wearing um like trying to get information out um say there was a grievance or something and someone like a steward was unjustly fired right and they're like in this scenario they're like what do you do and like people are like we'd make buttons and, and we'd give them to everybody showing the managers that you know we're all on the same uh page and like all oh, that's good and then like of course like i'm like well you know i'm in construction that would never work because we cover an entire jurisdiction like we don't work in one place so then like there's other people that then chime in with like other ways to handle things like and and this isn't to say like we've run into these issues but like just preparing for stuff like that yeah i mean it's 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 a good brainstorming session and if the situations ever come up you have at least an idea of oh yeah i remember that maybe i could use this tactic here right right and and again it's it's just nice to to kind of do it with random people with the same interests right like um and everyone's super cool in it you know it's funny sometimes there's like a long-winded person and like the the organizers of if the jack event, jack if there's no long-winded person in the room it's you <laughs> no no i'm telling you like i i sit on my hands sometimes because like <laughs> look i this is part of what we do at this point like we we put a podcast out. i know i have to we have to fill the time with speech but like reading the organizing book it's like look an organizer talks like 25 percent of the time and less than 75 percent of the time so like i i try to do that um that being said i like the organizers of the event do a very good job of being like listen let's try to give someone else a shot we haven't heard from this person yet and like you know they'll let them get their point across but like they keep the flow going you know what i mean and it's just like i'm not being rude i'm just trying to make sure everyone speaks here right everybody Um, everybody deserves equal time right so no uh, yeah it uh, definitely cool like uh i recommend it um i got 
one more in this session of the organizer training um, to do. And there was people that weren't even part of unions in there just trying to get skills listen like hear the terminologies like right. shop I, steward i think that um, might be a, a good resource for people who are maybe thinking about trying to organize their workplace you know and, and don't know the first steps i mean I, I, that's a great resource for sure labor notes is a good resource yeah um but yeah check it out and uh if you do do it uh i let me know that you did it hit us up and, and tell us what you think about it um it, there's like i did the for the three trainings i think it cost me like 15 bucks but then i got like a subscription to the labor notes magazine or mm-hmm. like their newsletter that's monthly too and the, the, they're they're so cool like it and below that there's a disclaimer like we'll never turn any way anybody away for financial reasons so like if this is like if it's out of your budget right now you can't spare 15 dollars email us and we'll get you the code um so it's like good faith things Mm -hmm. one of the other things that struck me too about labor notes is they're having that conference coming up in june i think it's in the works i think we're gonna try getting to it i am i I don't know about you um but and the bottom to june 19th right in the bottom if you look in the event they have Free childcare, yeah, for children over one, and I was like, "It's just that's incredible." Like, yeah, they they really do. Um, they accept donations, of course. Yeah, but they, like they really do a great job of making sure that people can get there and there's no obstacles. Right, but yeah, if you're interested, in that's going to be in Chicago. Um, they're kind of like a, a union grassroots union activists, like coalition and like jonah Furman, a lot of people follow jonah he does really great labor reporting they've been around since like the 70s i think mm-hmm. um i've i've become a, a big fan of theirs um especially after the trainings and reading their newsletters and of course like jonah Furman's um reporting so yeah. big shouts out to them but that's what i got on that i, I hopefully i'll do some more trainings and bring back some um more stories about that yeah um, cool yeah, love man. to hear about it uh, i'd like to get in at some of those shop steward shop steward training classes yeah see when the next one is and on that note we probably should wrap it up uh i think we're over a time anyway um not that we ever really have a time limit but thanks for listening to this week's edition of the baltimore labor report as always please do us a favor and like subscribe and review and share the podcast make sure you uh like and follow us on all of our social media instagram facebook twitter youtube you can contact us through our email on our facebook page or at baltimore labor report at gmail.com and uh just a special thanks to radio ground for broadcasting the baltimore labor report each and every sunday at 3 p.m eastern standard time with a rebroadcast at Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're looking for more like-minded labor podcasts, check out the Labor Radio Podcast Network. And you can find them at laborradionetwork.org. Be sure to tune in next week for more Baltimore area labor news. And remember, if the workers are organized, all they have to do is put their hands in their pockets and they've got the capitalist class whipped. Thanks for listening. America, we've been asleep too long. Feel the holes close the loops, right the wrongs now. Cooperation.
Hey, we just want to thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Baltimore Labor Report. As always, please do us a favor and like, subscribe, review, and share the podcast. Make sure you like and follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, you can contact us through our email on our Facebook page or BaltimoreLaborReport at gmail.com. Also, if you can, support us on our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. 
And just a special thanks to Radio Crown for broadcasting the Baltimore Labor Report each and every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a rebroadcast at Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to tune in next week for more Baltimore area labor news. And remember, don't mourn, organize. Thanks for listening.